This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Hello, turtles and tortoises. Welcome. And thank you very much for tuning in. I cannot chortle. I cannot chortle. Oh, thank you for putting that in my head. I will be saying thank you throughout. I'm choking on air bubbles. I'm laughing so much. (laughs) On this show, we'll hear pitches from players and DMs with unique homebrew ideas, and we turtles decide which ones sink and which ones swim. Please allow me to introduce our talented tank of tortles. They are Brian Murphy, the No Chortles Tortle. I'm not here to chortle. <laughs> Emily Axford, the epitome of tortitude. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me, Shell. <laughs> Caldwell Tanner, the turtis who puts fun furthest. Let's put the fin back in financials. <laughs> okay. And I am Jake, the good sport tort. So with that, Ooh. let's dive in to the turtle tank with a pitch from our first halfling. You guys ready? Sploosh. I'm ready. <laughs> Sploosh. Disgusting. Sploosh. Not splooge. Good. Right. Well, I haven't heard the pitch yet. <laughs> Andrew O.C. writes, greetings, esteemed turtles. Today I am presenting the Oracle's Shop. In addition mm. to providing your typical divination spell services, identify, augury, etc., visitors to the shop can have their fortune told for a small mm. 10 gold fee. The fortune wow. telling consists of laying out three tarot cards representing the character's past, present, and future. The first two give the player the opportunity to explore their past and present circumstances, while the future mm. card activates a first-level spell that will take effect at some point over the next day at the DM's discretion. Whoa. These spells are associated with the meaning of the card and include spells such as Bless, Bane, Comprehend Language, and Gift of Alacrity. Okay. Thus far, the resulting readings have been potent and unnervingly accurate. With your mm. eggs and support, we will be able to expand to create an unrivaled multi-dimensional oracle business 
dynasty. Okay. The tank's boiling. This is hot shit. One of the reasons I love this is that I feel like a lot of the oracular spells like augury can feel very frustrating because the DM doesn't know how the dice are going to favor or curse you, so they can't always give you an accurate read. So having this tarot card where the future thing is a spell is something that is going to come into play feels Mm. very satisfying for me. This just seems airtight across the board. Like you get... It's just a buffet. You're getting like a little like Love backstory it. flavor with your character because you you flip that card. You get mm. like how you're feeling in the present. Uh, and then you also get like, you know, either a boon or a bane, depending. I, I just think that like it's a one-stop shop for like all of your character development needs. The thing I'm a little curious about is you're saying backstory, but it's a randomly flipped card. So are you coming in like being like, okay, this is actually going to add a new shade of backstory to the character? Or do you have like already stuff that you know and you kind of shoehorn it in. I'd be mm. kind of in favor of it. if Since it is a randomly flipped card, I'd be mm-hmm. in favor of it. To play no turtle advocate, I am a little confused on some of the theming of it. Mm-hmm. Of like, right, like talking about like, how do you draw randomly you from draw, the past? Yeah. Although I mm-hmm. guess you could do, you could do as if it's a tarot card reading on the actual character. So if yeah. this- Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I think that's the intention. Okay. It's a tarot card. So your character, theoretically, you've like developed a backstory. So it's almost yeah. like a nice way role play wise to like mm-hmm. let some of that come out in random role play. It's like this yeah. can come out during the tarot session. I'd say that this would play out the best in terms of backstory. It's going to play out the best if you don't have that locked in stone. If you do have that locked in stone, then the cards coming over kind of feels pointless because you already know what you're going to say. But I really like the future one. And I like the I like the present one because it can give you a shade of what's going on. I think it's something that you don't put in every town. I think it's something that is like a special one off that is in a a certain town that you go to that happens to be very clairvoyant. Yeah, like Portland. (laughs) Only put in Portland. Yeah. (laughs) This will work in a Portland. It's not going to fly in Chicago. It's not going to fly in Chicago. No, no, no. no, no. It feels like this would be fun if the DM was good at giving a tarot reading. I would be like, oh yeah, I'll sit down for like a hard one surefoot tarot reading. That sounds cool. (laughs) Right. I'd love to see that. (laughs) Yeah, it would have to be coming from someone that lived in Portland to me. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I would need to have gone to Stumptown previously uh, so that I could get like some coffee and be like really charged up for this tarot card reading. Shout out PDX for sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'll be on a bike. That's my Portland reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and my Uncle Bob will be there. Yeah. Not too long um, <laughs> He's doing the reading. It's. Yeah, I think that I think that I really like the identify thing, right? Because that's such a fun thing. Yeah. Augury, again, I feel like it can be it can be hard because sometimes they're asking questions about will this be successful? I don't know if your dice roll well. But the thing I like the most is I like the identify and I also like it's almost like a gamble. Let's take a gamble, see what card comes up, whether yeah. or not you're gonna have a good day, right? You're either blessed <laughs> or you're baned. It feels very feels very uh, simple and kind of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like this idea. I think it has potential, but I think maybe for me, for my eggs, it's not fully cooked yet. I mm. think it's, it's a soft scramble. It's it's a yeah. soft scramble. I don't I don't know that it's completely there for me. Your eggs are runny over this idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to invest any eggs in this, but I I don't even know what notes I would give. I guess my mm. again, my only thought is that it just the future stuff feels a little bit arbitrary. 
I like the future stuff. It's kind of like a gamble, right? Like, are, yeah. is is today going to be good or is today going to be a little hairy? I can see the situation where you're up against some sort of a pack of thieves or pirates or like the big bad. And like you totally forgotten about that tarot card. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you like you trip on a stone as you're like running to like launch your attack uh, and you have Bane cast on you or something like but that. That's, it just, but then, it also could so be then what something happened? that. So then the card like caused that to happen. It didn't predict your future. Like you tripped on a well, rock. It's it's the way that. I think that... it's fate. I think it's like you're predicting a little bit of your fate. I guess that's yeah, what I'm confused about. Yeah, because there's not really so... future prediction in a game where you're rolling dice. But all there the time. is, a and little... this is a way to influence to there, have. There are those spells though that do predict the future and just yeah. require your DM to give you answers. So I guess my but question is. But I think is... that those are hard, right? Will I have a good fight against the big bad? You, totally. the DM, can't say whether or not I'm gonna roll mm-hmm. three not ones. But in if a row. you ask a tarot card, you could interpret that in a way that's honestly probably clearer than you would in a normal conversation i just think it's cool to have cards i think it's cool (laughs) to have cards i agree that it's cool to have cards i'm saying in if bane is randomly cast on you when for instance you trip over a rock or something yeah that doesn't make any sense um bane feels kind of harsh but i guess i guess if the dm is literally being like cool this card is going to give you bane or bless Mm-hmm. And then specifically cooks it so that later you meet like a necromancer or something. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's ways to have I mean, it but it could work, also be sick though, right? Because you could ask the DM, not know how it's going to play, right? You're like, what's your future? The death card comes up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that mean that in the future there's, you just have like a resurrection or a revivify in your future? Does it mean that something, mm-hmm. you know, like totally. you could kind of ask the DM be open. Yeah, I get it. I, I see where it's hairy. How I would use it is I would just use it as a silly stop that like in Hot Boy Summer, everyone had drama over. Like yeah, it feels like a fun certainly. way to identify. It feels like a fun way to have a little bit of, hey, you can gamble on if you're going to have a good day or a bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would probably also like, especially with uh, Hot Boy Summer, like we don't go too in depth with your characters. It's something that, sure, maybe I would do that backstory. And then I'm like, I'm sitting there i pull up a card for you okay actually there's this little nugget in your backstory that we've never talked about yeah, that's true. although maybe that yeah. feels a little invasive to the player because then the player might be like wait what yeah but, that, <laughs> but if they're asking for a tarot reading true then, true, yeah. true then you are kind of saying tarot is inherently a conversation so like yeah. if mm-hmm. you're if you're having that conversation with your dm like you're kind of like fleshing out backstory at the table a little bit which can be fun yeah and you're like yeah. letting the card be like kind of a, a learning tool for it i'm all on board for this. Uh, past Caldwell, present Caldwell, and future Caldwell <laughs> all really dig this idea. Uh, so I will be investing uh, a three times multiplier of my eggs. Amazing. All right, then. Three times one, so three. <laughs> so purchased. I think that it's going to grow three times. This is what's going to happen. Is I'm going to invest my eggs, and we're going to see uh, three times uh, growth yield on this. Uh, and if you don't know what that means, then I guess go back to business school. Em, are you... Are you uh, bidding you know a call will came in so hot that i'm just i'm coasting i'm yeah. coasting in the tank i'm swimming in the corner uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you look sick <laughs> you're swimming upside down are you okay yeah all right let's get on to our next hatchling uh this idea comes from best dm james uh and they write Get your eggs ready, turtles, because if you've ever played a spellcaster, you'll want to get in on this cantrip buff. Okay. Are you tired of only combat cantrips scaling as you level up? 
Why is Firebolt doing 4d10 while Mage Hand and Guidance are just as powerful as if they were (gasps) cast by a lowly apprentice? Take my eggs! (laughs) Take them! (laughs) No more will Utility be sidelined. At level 11, when attack cantrips are three times as powerful, Utility cantrips now only cost a bonus action to cast. This Mm. allows creative castings and makes these cantrips that are often forgotten at this level of play a viable option in place of their destructive cantrips. Counterparts. Only mm. drawback is giving Emily more ways to womp turtle free <laughs> DM Murph. True. For true. a controlling share, I'm asking for 500 million eggs to my DM who came up with the idea and one really nice egg for me. Thank you for your time, turtles. This is a scrumptious idea. I love it. Take my eggs. Yeah, this is great. I think I wouldn't necessarily default to a bonus action for every single one of them. For example, Mage Hand, it's very simple to just. Uh, increase the weight that it can hold. Really? Yes. Uh, which seems sicker to me than like bonus action mage hand I think is an arcane trickster thing. So it feels mm. a little weird to give that to everyone, but I feel like increasing the amount it can carry could yeah. lead to some really creative uh, stuff with mage hand. Do you think there's a version of it where like you actually get to do damage with your mage hand? Like it almost like evolves into a Bigby's hand at some point. I don't think, I mean, I think, then then you're just stepping on Bigby's yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't want to step yeah. on Bigby. I, I was actually last thing I want to do. I think it's like it's it's would end up having applications the more and more you were adding weight to it. Yeah. Or yeah. or uh distance you could cast it. And you it, mm-hmm. it would be a small scaling thing, but yeah, so yeah. I think that I think mm-hmm. not necessarily bonus action for every utility, but uh I think there's lots of cool ways that you could yeah, do that. Yeah. And maybe it gets more dexterous too, so you could like play the piano during battle or something like that. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that's what I've been waiting for. That was that's always been my one note in playing D anD. d I go over to the piano and begin playing a jaunty tunes. Um, but that's going to be your entire action. Fuck! What? You could just play a bard, and then you can do that. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So mage hand. Yeah, it can carry ten pounds. I do feel like that would solve a problem that frequently happens with players, where it's like mm-hmm. I want to use mage hand to. Yeah. And uh, they always want to do something cool with it but that doesn't make any sense yeah i mean just from like a fun play standpoint like you know leveling up and doing cooler shit with your cantrip like what happens to those spells as you become more and more powerful yeah yeah that's a fun thing to explore it is tricky because uh as merv mentioned um i i find my my lip sealing i find almost Uh the lack of a chortle entering my beak and it's it feels strange to me but there are a lot of like built-in abilities for this already like with minor illusion uh if you are a school of illusion wizard you get an upgraded version of minor illusion where you can do images Mm. and sounds at the same time so it seems like a lot of this stuff is it might be stepping on other classes a little bit like it i think it seems fun the only problem is that like will they then be too powerful out of combat Mm. Uh, that i don't know and that is something i'm willing to just put all my eggs in and play test i think (laughs) this just sounds fun to do yeah on first on first listen hearing about the bonus action idea seems a little bit arbitrary but it does kind of give it a clean just you know for something like spare the dying Mm -hmm. you don't want to have it also start to heal you. Yeah. But if Spare the Dying becomes a bonus, bonus action, action yeah. then it becomes useful without being overpowered. That's pretty sick. So yeah. it is yeah. kind of a it is kind of a nice blanket thing. But yeah. I do I mean maybe you could take it on a case by case basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
up things like the weight of Mage Hand. Things like uh, Guidance. Maybe you could turn it from a D4 to a D6 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh. Um, I like it. This is something that I would gladly fucking rigorously play test. I like, I like <laughs> the bones of this. I like the bones of this. Why yeah, rigorously? Sure. <laughs> Uh, because it would be super fun to just play with a bunch of uh, slightly beefed up cantrips. Yeah, it's just day seven of your playtest, and everyone's begging to go home. Uh, so, so I and think it's just me and my cats. I will, I will, I will bid <laughs> on this. I'll, I'll bid home. the five. I'll bid the five hundred million that you're asking. Uh, Whoa! What? They, I, it's at, gonna be me versus you. Then they were asking for five hundred million. Five hundred million and one, actually. Ah, five hundred million and two. Okay. One special egg, yeah. I'm gonna bid five hundred million one and offer to play test it because I think I will be a really good play tester because I will find the cracks. Oh, that's <laughs> a good deal. Will, and I will stick my finger in them. Right. I think I think M's maybe. A, Wait, but Murph, I why don't we go play. in on it together? It can be an axe for Murphy and this person. Great, an axe Murph joint. production. I love okay. it. Okay, okay, right. we're going in together. We're going in together. We're going in together. <laughs> um, actually, and just as a pure spoil sport, I'm gonna go ahead and bid on this too because I've never seen Emily and Murph so excited about something, <laughs> and okay. I have to have it. <laughs> I think no. I think we could safely say we get to roll with advantage because M's okay. helping me. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, you guys get to roll with advantage. Okay, we'll both roll. Okay. Tell me what you got. I got an eight. 18. <gasps> I got a 10. This idea nice. is in its rightful Whee! place. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Very exciting. Welcome to the family, Hatchling. It's yeah. sick. I just needed to make it interesting. Okay. <laughs> Our next Hatchling. Jean-Philippe H. writes, Hey there, centaurs. Didn't quite get the memo, but I like the callback. (laughs) Howdy. I would like to present to you my homebrew, Modifier Dice. During an attack, ability check, or saving throw, instead of adding a simple, boring modifier, you roll an extra dice. For example, plus one is a d2, plus two is a d4, plus three is a d6, etc. Oh. You can even add a third dice for your proficiency. For a negative modifier, you subtract your modifier instead of adding it. This may seem like a big change, but statistically, it would change your average roll by less than one. I ask the turtles for a simple owl bear egg for my breakfast tomorrow. This, um, my first yeah. thing that I don't like about it, and this is uh, so stupid of me, mm-hmm. I don't like the D2. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen a picture of a D2? I just, I, oh, wait, you're right. Actually, I don't have a problem with it. It's just flipping a coin. Okay, yeah. that's much more satisfying. It's flipping a coin or it's a D4. Yeah, yeah. One, yeah two, there's D4. also a prototype of a D2 online that looked very cool. I prefer uh, people at my table flip a copy of D2, The Mighty Ducks. Um, oh, my that God. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Title yeah. card is heads and then the reverse. Yeah, credits is, is, and yeah. Uh, blurb on the back. That's going to be yeah, tails. They say that the ducks are back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they're rollerblading. <laughs> that's tails. I think that's D3, but... This is a DVD or a VHS? Actually, it's house rules, uh, whatever you have on hand. But I think VHS is going to give you a chunkier right. roll, and I prefer the VHS. Oh, it's gonna that's going to break every gonna time. Break. Absolutely break. break. Yeah, sure. Oh, you need to have more than one copy of D2 if you're playing D&D. Is it sad? I've never flicked a DVD like a uh, coin. Like, is it satisfying to do? Has anyone here done that? Can't say I have. I've, I've, Jake or Caldwell, I guess I've, have you done that? I guess I've dropped one before. I yeah, I've never intentionally flipped a, a DVD like a coin, and I don't have any DVDs in my house that I could. Well, hold on, in. I got some DVD screeners. I'll go grab them real quick. Okay, yeah, I, please. You know, do. I don't know. It's just, I don't know that that's necessary. 
Is this this is a total tank thing that Caldwell leaves to go get two sided things for a bit that's not worth <laughs> oh, yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> and he's always gone for an extended period of time. Like he's still gone. Yeah, so he's gonna come back. He's back. He's gonna oh, come back. back. There he goes. He's gonna he's flip back. it. Okay, that was okay. pretty cool. Fast. Doesn't have the it. doesn't have the case. Hey guys, yep. what's up? I'm back. I got House of Gucci. House of Gucci? Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give House of Gucci a flip. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Go Wait, ahead. let me call it heads. No. <laughs> Sorry, it was shiny side. That's tails. Great. Oh, Good will bit. you do it flipping it with your thumb? <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm going to flip okay. it with my thumbs. All right, then I get to call it again. I'm going to put my thumb knuckle in the Great. little hole in the center. A lady okay. gaga. <laughs> Great. Heads. <laughs> That's saying heads. That's what you're saying. Gaga be with me. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Dropped it. It landed on the floor because it bounced off my microphone. Good stuff. Did it land awesome. on heads or tails it. on the floor? This is sick. Murph, we should start incorporating a DVD that we flip yep. during. Good. No, this is awesome. It was heads, by be... the way. Great. It was heads. Gucci side up. That's awesome. The people at home can't see it. It's not. Um, <laughs> this, well, we, we'll start doing it for our um, for our for video, video episodes for Dungeon yeah. Court. Yeah, this would be great. We should bring think... bring House of Gucci next time. <laughs> I think I see where this person's coming from. Like, it's fun to add more probability, but I think I like having my modifiers. I fucking earned them. It's too many dice. Too much. It's going to be confusing. I like this in theory. Like, when I first read it, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I like rolling dice. It's more dice. Mm But then when you realize how often modifiers come into play, it's a lot of dice shuffling, I think. And Every sometimes time you if attack, you roll too yeah. much, I feel like you start to become numb to rolling too much, which is why I like mm. when like a DM will be like, we'll just use the roll you got from before. Because it's like, Also, yeah. all, this, all this does is it adds rolls to a time when you're already rolling. Because mm. it's not like this is spicing up something. It's just you're already making an attack. You're already about to roll the d20. Now, instead of adding plus seven, you add plus five, and you have to roll a d4 to see what you're adding to the d20. Yeah, I think I like the consistency. It's many dice. The consistency of modifiers, they're like the foundation upon which you play. Yeah. You know? I unfortunately I'm I'm putting my I'm freezing my eggs on this. You're one. freezing your eggs. Wow. I like yeah. the spirit of it because adding more dice and rolling more dice is fun, but you're also accidentally adding more math, which mm-hmm. is an issue. Oh. I don't know, because like rolling damage for a fireball or something is really fun. Like rolling like a big handful of dice is awesome. Yeah. What doesn't do it for me, what doesn't do it for my eggs mm. is that in this case, it's just it's for a separate role. It's to see what you apply to a different role, which is just a little confusing and it's not very neat. I think the only way that I like this, just trying to give them something, because they just asked for one Albert egg. And like that's that's affordable. That's not that's even like our nice species. Startup. Yeah. That yeah, that's but I know some Albears and they they would give me an egg if I okay. really needed it. Yeah. Cool. I would do an egg exchange. <laughs> Maybe there's something here with like the coin flip aspect of it, where it's like you almost are gambling. You mean the DVD flip? The DVD yeah, flip. Yeah, yeah. It's maybe there's yeah. something with the DVD flipping aspect of it. Where it's <laughs> like, <laughs> you can either take your damage bonus modifier or your your modifier as stated, or you can do a coin flip and either lose your damage modifier or double it or something like that. And I feel like this would need to be like a special circumstance. Yeah. But at this point, this is like such a different idea that I'm just going to keep it for myself and market it and uh, not put any eggs in. I could fuck around with this for a day, but maybe not for all time. Too much math for me. And for that reason, I'm out. I am out, but I do like that you got us to a place where we were flipping a Lady Gaga DVD. <laughs> so thank you very much for that. Ta- yeah, thank, thank you. you for the Lady thank Gaga. You. Thank you for, for submission. 
As a way of um, saying thanks, I am going to uh, flip the the Gucci dice again. That's uh, awesome. Just to see, just to see if I'm going to go in on this. Yeah. Your yeah. that's awesome was so dead inside. <laughs> this is one of the worst podcast bits ever. Because people can't see it. Just yeah, flipping it is something true. that true. is like a coin. So it's just flipping a coin on a podcast. Right. Well, I'm I'm announcing the results. This is good radio. Caldwell, do you have a different DVD you could go get instead of House, <laughs> yeah. House of Gucci? That would be... Uh, it is it is Gucci side up, so we are all investing. Okay. That's, that's awesome. We, we do all actually end up investing. That's awesome. That is awesome. We, the more coin flipping we could do on this podcast, the better. And if it's just like if it's like a cracker and there's like one side that's saltier, the other side's not. Like that yeah, would be fun. Because then oh I could flip God, it and I could say I could say Murph, salty that's side really up. Good. I could say salty side up. And no yes. one at home Salty would see or it, crumble. and they would just be like, "Okay, yeah." Mm-hmm. So he's got a cracker. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> I think my neighbor has a DVD. I could run next door and grab That's, it. Yeah, I think my neighbor has a saltine. Anything so I'll that run takes and grab more it. than like a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, next one, next one. <laughs> okay, moving on. Sean McSee writes, "Hey, Tortles, my pitch is simple: stored nat twenties. If you ever roll a d20 and you get a natural 20 during the game, the player can choose to convert that roll into a luck point to be used Mm -hmm. later. The player then rolls again and takes the new roll, whatever it is. This can be applied to advantage, but not disadvantage, unless both rolls are nat 20s, in which case one is converted to a luck point and the other taken as the roll result. Luck points work the same as normal luck points, but you can only accumulate maximum of three at one time from this feature to prevent luck point farming it's not designed to replace the lucky feet and you can have both abilities that's crazy now you're nat 20 on a random perception check to see if the campsite is level or something is no longer wasted on a less important role but can be banked for a critical moment later oh, hmm. okay. oh okay first off this is a love, mind, this is a minefield love that you're thinking <laughs> love that you're ahead of the luck point farmers because there yeah. would be yeah. it still doesn't prevent luck point farming because because you can written you can sit there and you can be like yeah can i do a perception yeah, check to see if my fart smells right now cool same exact uh, thing. let me go ahead and check i failed i really want to smell my fart again uh and that's <laughs> a five i really would love to yeah see i, I, I find, had the same yeah. thought that it's it could still be be exploited because three even one luck point is insane three luck points if someone were able to accrue three luck points per day that's insane i don't think you should be allowed to do both because then in theory you could end up with six i think that's a simple fix and i think it is at the dm's discretion if your player seems like they are asking for a lot of checks it's like if you're gonna allow this at your table you just have to be vigilant and the table that you trust you Mm -hmm. could you could do this i think i mean you guys would do a cheeky little try wouldn't you every once in a while maybe a cheeky try you do a little cheeky i think that it's hard right because i do want the liberty to ask to roll for stupid checks right Right. but Uh then if i crit on one then it would be like oh fuck i i was just doing a bit by doing this roll so So, it would put me in a in a position that you know what you know what another thing that bumps me is that i don't like that there's no kind of in-game explanation for it I guess oh, yeah. luck um, I guess luck points doesn't have as much of a thing but like just the idea that you do really awesome at something and then that would apply to something else later kind of just feels a little anticlimactic. There is no like rationale for the actual role I think if you made an item or something that was like Ring of the Fates or something that like if you did a, if you got a natural 20, you could store it in the ring. You just do it once. I love this. You just put it in in one and it needs to be at like a moment where the ring feels that it matters. It's got to be like 
high emotion, hearts beating, it matters. So that way players can't cheese it. It's at the DM's discretion. If you wanted, you could limit it to, I don't think it should be this, but something like an attack roll. Or something right. like that, so yeah. that it is a role that has stakes, role, but that feels too bad. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying that because that's right. too hard. Yeah, I I like what Murph's saying about like treating it like a divine object or something. Yeah, it's I like, like that. something given mm-hmm. to a certain uh, you know cult or or church. This is like a, a object bestowed with the power of their deity, and like it, it's used at the DM's discretion because of yeah. that. I, I think that's really sick. I will also say, yeah, like as this homebrew is written. I feel like I don't like it because I do think that you should live or die by your dumb nat 20s. Like if you roll a nat 20 on yeah, smelling your own fart and it smells so good uh, that you like instantly pass out. <laughs> you just love it. Yeah. I think that's what yeah. I was going to that's what I was going to say is like when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this is awesome. But then mm-hmm. I realized like actually it would be kind of a bummer to like crit on something stupid and then decide not to crit yeah, on it. Right. Like uh, when when Beverly crit on the uh, Werther's check. That exactly. would just become like a luck point later on, and and it could be like, <laughs> oh, a five turns into a seventeen. So it's something that succeeds, but it doesn't create like a moment that everybody laughs about forever. You know? Yeah, I do think that you've thought of a lot of ways to try to balance it. I think that unfortunately, I just I think I like stupid nat twenties. Unfortunately, yeah. I like it as a ring though. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, many ideas yeah. try to capitalize or improve on the on the critting on the nat 20 and i do feel like that's i don't know it's it's kind of such a perfect yeah it's flawless it's it's, yeah it really is perfect and it's Mm -hmm. even in its flaws really like add to its perfection yeah and a ring is fun because if you're playing at home you can actually go out and you can buy your player a ring and then you can present it to them at the table propose to them just you just have to get it sized yeah so i will say i think i'm out on this idea but i will invest if caldwell flips uh tails (laughs) oh right yeah let's get out can we get yeah like a plate or something uh, coming to america starring eddie murphy great Great. that's super funny why do you have that (laughs) it's a screener it's an amazon screener i see see. my wife's in the guild baby he's flipping it Great. And hit it the fell. microphone. That's good. Fell. Hit the microphone and again. It's... It was uh, uh, coming to America side up, head side up. Okay. So, so um, I don't know what that means because I wasn't listening, but uh, congratulations. I, I think, think the I version will... I like the most is Murph's pitch, which is yeah. it's just an item. It's for someone who has some kind of patron or divine thing uh, yeah. or the item is a- attached to something that is like the embodiment of luck or something and it's just one i think it just you put one in it and, and maybe one. it's even instead of a luck point it's just a nat 20 that you can then use later mm. but it has to be a nat 20 that comes at a cost like it has to be mm-hmm. a good heightened moment yeah you have to like choose to fail something yeah essentially and you can ah. only do it once so i'll i'll lowball you with just a few <laughs> eggs <laughs> just a, with just a few just million a few eggs. eggs. Excuse just me. A few some of those eggs. eggs look rotten. There, some of these eggs are rotten. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna come at you straight. Those are greasy eggs, man. How greasy long have eggs, those yeah. eggs been in your fridge? They've been here for a long time. Um, but I They're do not think even frozen. that I do think together, together we can get this business going. I think this idea is all yours. Moving on to our next hatchling, Chris. Chris writes, "Greetings, turtles." Have you ever thought to yourself, I wish more things were as cool as monks catching projectiles out of midair and sending them back to whence they came? Interesting. Honestly, yes. Yeah. I come to you with a new action for spell combat, redirect. 
It's simple. Huh. If a spell attack oh. misses by more than 10 or an opponent saves by more than 10 versus spell save DC, said opponent can redirect the spell to affect another creature within range. I'm open to ways of balancing this further. Wow, so it's a collaborative partnership. Love Maybe that. limiting this to <laughs> legendary creatures and burning a legendary resistance as part of the inputs as this is basically a more controlled version of the Tarasque's carapace. But I think we can all agree mm. that more anime moments of catching something just to throw it at something else is a win for everyone. I ask for a mere five turtle eggs delivered to my phylactery in the upper deck of Ralph Wilson Stadium in Buffalo, New York, for 49% of this idea. Thanks for listening. Keep chortling. XO Chris. You know what? I was I was inspired by Murph's last pivot to make it like just for one person. I would say mm-hmm. this if you gave this as like an item to your sorcerer or something like that. Oh, that be... yeah. Almost like a different meta magic thing. Yeah. That's pretty that could, cool. Something like that. There mm-hmm. is a spell that Murph gave me from... Uh, Miroslav's Magic Manual. Oh, and uh, um, that's like from an old version, or is a homebrew. That is something similar to this, oh and it was boy, really what sick. What the hell mm. was this called? It was really. It was called Spell Steel, is what it was called. Spell Ooh. Steel. Yeah, there's a homebrew spell that already kind of does this. Uh, Interesting. See. It is Spell Steel is a very sick name. This always reminds me of the moment when Gohan rebounds uh, that attack and hits uh, Vegeta with it uh, during like the first Dragon Ball Z arc. Oh hell yeah! And it's like the sickest moment, and it only works because his heart is true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think so there's a lot of ways to flavor it like this could be a paladin thing if you want this could definitely be a sorcerer thing so mm. I don't even know if it needs to be like bound to uh, an item specifically but like I, I think you can flavor this however you want it's yeah. it's a really hot idea I think you just wouldn't want it to be table wide I don't think you'd want it to be ever I think it would either be like yeah. one bad guy that they come up against or mm-hmm. one player who can do this as I totally a reaction mm. a number of times of their proficiency or something like that yeah, if this was like um, a class ability, I would totally yeah. take this class because it's really sick. I could imagine yeah. playing with that. So, for sure. spell, uh, uh, steel spell was that it? Spell steel or something spell like steel. that? Yeah, I could be real. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read spell swipe this version that I see on the D and D something wiki. with an S. Uh, It's a third level spell. You cast it as a reaction. Um, You attempt to steal the magic of a spell from a creature as it is releasing. If the creature is casting a spell of second level or lower, you automatically steal the spell. You can cast this spell normally without expending a spell slot once within the next 12 hours or until you take a long rest. Whichever comes first, after which the stolen spell is lost. To steal a third level spell or higher, you have to succeed. It's basically like counter spell. So you only hold one at a time. So it's essentially yeah. like you don't cast it right back. You take yeah. it and you store it. But like, Ooh. yeah, exactly. Um, it just seems cool. Which I think is maybe a neater way to do it and a more mm-hmm. balanced way to yeah, do it. Yeah, than having to worry about how much you missed it I by. do agree. I do agree that monks having like a catch projectile thing is super cool. But that's just one of the cool things about being a monk. Yeah. And yeah. monks don't do as much damage as like fighters and things like that. That's kind of, you need yeah. that to make them special. Don't, don't take it away from us don't monks. Don't take it away from the monks. <laughs> <laughs> Let the monks be more than just a stun spammers. Yeah. Although stunning someone is the best feeling it in the is world. Really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very much agree. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think I might elect to do steel spell over this. Also, I mm-hmm. think one thing that bumps me a little bit is just that when I visualize somebody missing by a lot, it means that, you know, the fireball is nowhere near where the person is. Ooh. So them bouncing it back kind of mm. bumps me. Uh. In like a... 
I don't right. know, a ma- <laughs> imagination uh, control freak way. I think sorcerers <laughs> are a little underserviced. So I feel like if you have a sorcerer who wants a little something special, maybe yeah. they could just get this little spell steal thing, like, and they can use it per long rest according to yeah. their, like, that many times equal to their proficiency. It's kind of just a different counter spell, and counter spell is one of the most fun spells to cast. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. just giving somebody another option for a counter spell, and it comes at a price, like, you have to, um, use a third level spell yeah. uh, and you might fail. So that feels mm-hmm. good. And it maybe feels less arbitrary than um, if they miss by a lot. So it's, instead of like counter spell, it's a redirect spell. Yeah, it's like, or it's like to store me personally, spell. the one of the reasons I really liked it flavor wise is I thought it seemed really sick to cast other people's magic, like have yeah. other people's magic come yeah. out of your hands, you know, like that's just... It seemed really awesome to me yeah they're down to workshop it so i want in and i want to workshop it and i'll probably oh just God. uh steal emily's idea and do like the uh <laughs> using it as a class ability or something could we make uh, this an x merwitz tanner production though just like all go in on okay it. maybe we're all I personally yes. am just going to contact the creator of Spell Steel and go into uh, business against you guys. Oh! Okay. So and I'm the just... market is flooded. Yeah, devious. <laughs> to be sure. There is already a creator of that homebrew. So actually, I am, I feel like this is um, legally dodgy. Mm-hmm. All right. So we already absorbed Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's been absorbed. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm going to be coming out with a rival spell called Spell Scrump. Um, okay. Which is where Ooh. you just you you slurp up a spell. <laughs> cool. And sued? I'm sliding into financial ruin buried in legal fees. And <laughs> I will never climb out of this hole. So I'm in. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore. And you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. 
Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they have the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. Our next hatchling, Brian. Brian L. writes, Hello, esteemed turtles. I'd like to present to you the Memory Mage. The Memory Mage is an NPC your party can encounter that offers to exchange a memory of theirs with one of your player's memories. The players can choose a proficiency, spell, background skill, etc. to sacrifice to the Memory Mage. The player then gets to roll a d100 plus a bonus depending on the potency of the sacrifice. The Memory Mage gives you a new trait based on the result of the d100. This gives players a chance to change their traits and opens the floor for storytelling. The memory that is sacrificed i'm offering this homebrew for the memory of having one million moist eggs (laughs) (laughs) i like that you clarified the texture of the eggs yeah and they're only asking for the memory of having the eggs Mm -hmm. i really like this idea and i don't think it's like overpowered to have it in your campaign once like i think that i would take out the d100 yeah the d100 is Mm -hmm. kind of confusing to me i feel like if you're willing to kind of trade a proficiency yeah right uh, i think i'd be hesitant to like let go of something i know that i have that's good to like roll the dice and see if i get something yeah but everyone's gonna be like take my survival (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Take my survival. Give me uh, persuasion. But it's still, it's. But it's a pretty... I think people should be able to do that, especially even like just once in a campaign. That's like yeah. feels like a fun person to encounter, and it's like, hey, here's a chance. You've always been trying to get good at this thing. Mm-hmm. Like you always wanted to be good at it. Like yeah, if somebody's like kind of a charlatan and they're like, instead of persuasion, I want to be more insightful and yeah. you trade your mm. persuasion for your insight. Yeah. And then that does bring up character stuff later and you could always bring that mage back as, yeah. you know, sort you of somebody o- who's a bad actor or something like that. That'd be fun. Fun way to seed <laughs> seed a villain. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Is it um a choice that you make, like you trade something for something else or is it randomized? I, I was having trouble understanding that part. I think it'd be more satisfying as a player to... Mm-hmm choose because you're choosing which memory you're sacrificing so it should be it sounds like you choose but there was Mm -hmm. something with potency was the thing well the player gets to roll a d100 plus a bonus depending on the potency of the sacrifice so Uh, okay it's like if you give up like a third level spell or something i don't know that doesn't make any sense to me i think i just like the simplicity (laughs) of like it wouldn't it be fun if when your characters are at level 10 they meet someone who lets them trade out something that feels like they've outgrown it yeah in favor of something that it feels like they're growing towards it this is the move tutor from pokemon where you can like go uh and like say that your kangaskhan uh, has fury swipes but you don't want it to have fury swipes anymore you can switch it out for a new ability yeah if you want to get rid of growl and go with another ability or something like yeah. that or you made your kangaskhan your hm slave and you regret that decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's even like you never know like someone might start out like being really good at deception but maybe their character found like finds a god that they're devoted to and actually they want to be better at mm-hmm. you know yeah, religion or something like religion. that mm-hmm. like after no. you know 10 levels in, I feel like it's a nice way to honor that people are changing. Yeah. 
I dig this. And it's also like you can play it either way. Like this can be just like a pure uh, beneficial exchange or this can be some sort of freak that's like compiling memories and is going to do something evil with them. It's really up to you. Oh, yeah. The character of memory mage is somebody that's like kind of fun to role play and introduce as well. And like yeah. maybe maybe they circle back. That's super. There's cool. yeah. one version that's like very simple, and it's like, oh, let's help the characters tell their story. And then there's one that's like sinister monkey's paw fucker. Well, I lo- I love yeah. the idea of it being a BBEG type character yeah. who offers you this, and then based on what you give up, they become a villain that uses that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's like fun. It, you know, you'd need, uh, for some reason, you'd need deception checks to be able to get into their lair or something like yeah. that. And it's hard mm-hmm. to do that now because you don't have proficiency in that. Yeah. Like they sort that's of base their stuff around your weaknesses. Or even just like, you, yeah, that's interesting. Or even they just someday use your memories against you. Yeah. yeah. Or if you like forget, um, if you give up the ability to drive a car or something like that, they run over you with a car later. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm. That's precisely it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what like what would I give up? I'm like sort of I can't really write cursive that well, but I would like trade trade that, you know? Oh, you're talking mm-hmm. about you, Jake? Yeah, yeah, just me. I've actually been getting really into writing cursive. <laughs> oh. It's like a <laughs> so really give that up. satisfying thing for me. Really? Now. All right, so you're not yeah. touching that. So I'm not mm-hmm. touching that. I think the thing that's like bumping me a little bit is that it doesn't actually feel like character growth if you give up the memory of it, though. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be a little bit of a sinister thing because yeah, right? there's nothing like cool or good about just like erasing things from your yeah. brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I guess you could. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Even with like like a bad memory, I guess like right. taking it out would be good. But like but not, that's e- just but not even that because then you grow from that. Then you just yeah. pretend pretending it didn't happen is. Strange. I do feel like to take this gamble, the thing that you are trading it, like well, so basically, if, if you need to make it a little more sinister, which I agree that it does. Yeah, if you're taking mm-hmm. memories, yeah. Then it needs to be more powerful. You couldn't just be like, okay, I'll forget how to survive in nature for an exchange for my charisma or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost like a cursed item. Like yeah, it yeah, needs definitely. To be, it needs sweet- to be a malevolent, a malevolent. Mind mage, not a merry mind mage. The sweet, the sweet yeah. innocent <laughs> version of this would be like like a proficiency pruner. It's like a little druid who like clips oh. a little here to inspire growth here. You know, that's the sweet mm. innocent version in which mm-hmm. people are just growing, but they don't yeah. take anything yeah. other than yeah. those proficiency points. But the memory mage is meaner. Yeah. There's it's more fucked up. Yeah, if the mage is taking the full-on memory, something has something nefarious has to be at work. Oh, you can give proficiency for expertise in something else. Wow. And I take your memory, right? Yeah. And so that then your players are thinking, wow, we're really getting away with something, huh? And then you there fuck you them go. with it somehow later. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah, interesting. I like that. There is a way to do it that's just nice where there's just an NPC that can essentially train you through psychic magic that, like, allows you to have feel like you've already studied something oh true so they're giving you memories yeah which is kind of would be interesting what i'm hearing here is this is two ideas for the price of one so like whatever happens like we're walking Mm -hmm. away with a freaking bargain on our hands yeah yeah i like a memory campaign i think that's a fun it's just it's a fun vibe it's a fun i like it too i think i'm i'm in i'm spraying Mm -hmm. eggs across this entire (laughs) tank right now here's a fucking armful of moist eggs for you yeah (laughs) I got a freaking backhoe full of eggs. I'm dumping them all over you. I think I I, I like the uh, kind of themes here. I like the mm-hmm. idea of a memory mage. But again, I think this maybe isn't cooked enough for my eggs. Um, 
So if Whoa. you guys would like to roll it out between you guys. Yeah, we all could right, yeah, all three like of us yeah. go into business together, but I mm-hmm. think I want it all for myself. Let's roll. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I actually got an 18, but I think you want it more. So I'm going to roll disadvantage. Okay. I got a nat 20. <laughs> you can store it for later. No, That's my really idea great. is different. Mine is the proficiency pruner, and she's a sweet druid who prunes you for new growth. Emily, I changed my mind, and I'm, and I'm willing to go into business together. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's do that then. <laughs> great. I rolled a three. <laughs> I rolled a nat one, and I'm just now noticing that all my eggs are just painted rocks. I don't know how long they've been painted <laughs> rocks, but all my eggs are rocks, uh, and I'm really freaking out over here. I well, mean, maybe you're a rock, and so you're, you're giving birth to little rocks. Your problem is that you didn't That's flip where a rocks DVD. Come from. <laughs> That's true. To see if yeah. you want it. It's 50% chance. I should have just flipped this No Time to Die DVD. You're right. Yeah. The dice feel the yeah. sheen of Gucci on your fingers, and they're they're insulted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, was, were you going to say what it was? Were you going to say something about the DVD, Caldo? No, I'm done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were going to say it was Heads or Tails, weren't you? Yeah. No, he, he showed it to us. It was the cover of the DVD. It was Heads. It was No Time to Die, Heads <laughs> right. Up. Yeah. yeah. But we hadn't, we hadn't put any stakes attached to the Heads or the Tails, so we just kind of flipped it and said which way it was. <laughs> to be fair, I set him up for it. <laughs> um, okay. I think we have time for one more idea. This one's a brief one. This one comes from our hatchling, Austin J. And Austin writes, we have a home rule in which if you bring snacks to the game, your character gets a point of inspiration. It has started kind of a cold war between the various bakers in our group trying to (laughs) one-up each other, and they are making way too many cookies and treats. But is that really a problem? No, that's not a problem at all. It fully depends on what time you're playing. Because if this is like a after dinner sesh and everyone's just like settling in for a treat, that's great. But like if you're playing at around like six or seven and you're just like Mm. you're just having treats, like you're going to get a sugar crash real bad. So I think that like it needs to be a full potluck situation here is what I'm saying. Because I have a confession. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I played a a whole campaign in which inspiration was a thing. I don't know what it is. (laughs) What is it? It's just advantage, right? No, I don't think no? so. I think it's almost like a bar. I know that I've heard the phrase "point of inspiration" a bunch, and I've not, I don't know how to use it. <laughs> I guess I had just imagined it was like adding a digit or something, and you could accrue them. Okay. Oh my God, what is it? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. Weird. I'm on. I'm on dicecove.com. Inspiration uh, yeah. in D and D 5e explained. Oh God, am I going to read an article out? Uh, out loud. Uh, inspiration how about, is game how about we flip the DVD? Heads you read it, tails you don't. Yeah, no, please. <laughs> I, I got please. the Aretha Franklin biopic. Uh, do you want me to flip that one? Oh no, it is. It is. It is with advantage. So it's just advantage. Okay. 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 I, I was right. Okay. You were right. Um, I love this. I think you're you're swimming. You're swimming in treats. This sounds great. <laughs> so basically, everyone gets a luck point if they if they bake something. Whoa. Okay. So inspiration. No, is it's, it not a, like it's not a luck, a luck point, point because a luck point is you re-roll something. Inspiration oh, so is this is with, with advantage. advantage. Sorry, so you I don't see. get yes, to decide afterwards. I think I didn't yeah. know how to say, I'm going to, I guess you're just like, I'm going to use my inspiration. And then yeah. you roll with advantage. And then you roll with advantage. And I'm yeah. feeling inspired, so I'll roll with advantage. But yeah. does it have to be the next roll? 
All right, M, are you giving spoilers out that you don't ever use your advantage in an upcoming season of something? Uh, I don't know if I get it a lot. I just remember it being said and being like, I really should ask. Like, yeah, <laughs> did you? I'm going to file file that away and then forget to ask between sessions. Is that what happened? Interesting. <laughs> okay, interesting. So wow. it's advantage, yeah. Okay. Um, I love this. You're drowning in treats. That's great. There's really no downside. It sounds like you have too many treats. So why don't you just shove all those baked goods into the tank? Oh, that's nice. I'm feeling hungry. Yeah, we'll take them. Yeah, it can just get good and get soggy and soggy cupcakes in the tank. <laughs> I think as someone that doesn't really cook, I feel like this should be extended, and you should get a point of inspiration if you like bring uh, napkins or uh, paper plates. This is what I'm saying: is like to avoid redundancies, you should be able to dole out certain responsibilities. If I like go and pick up a bag of Tostitos, I get a point, and also if someone bakes cookies for two and a half hours of that day, they, they get a point. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, if I show up with ice, <laughs> um, the Jake, only Jake thing is going to break this rule. The thing I'm curious about is that it sounds like there's like a little bit of a baking arms race, which begs the question: Is only one person, the person who brings the best food, getting Ooh, the inspiration? That's kind of a great way to that. Oh no, that's devastating. Because then you just you just you discourage the Jakes of the world from abusing the system. <laughs> I'll just right. I'll pick up Levain. You show up just with toilet paper. <laughs> I noticed you were low last time. Yeah, I saw you were low last time. I upper decked your toilet. That's advice for life. If you just show up instead of with like a bottle of wine, if every time you go to somebody's uh, like party or something, you just bring them a bunch of toilet rolls of toilet paper. paper. That's kind of nice. It I is, would appreciate it. It is. I mean, there are very few households that wouldn't use toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great move. So use that for life. Yeah, I think as the DM, yeah, just like make everyone your personal door dasher. Yeah. How's that for being classy? You show up to a dinner party with a fucking, with a, with a 16 pack of I knew you were going to get too much wine. So yeah. here is the best toilet paper money can buy. Ooh. This is two ply. I spent okay? more on you than you would spend on yourself. Right. I'm sorry, but this costs $18. How much did that Trader Joe's wine cost? It's a, okay? it's a great housewarming gift. Tuba Chuck versus $18 64-roll toilet paper. They don't sell this in stores. I had to get this personally crafted. I know a toilet paper crafter. Okay, mm -hmm. so I guess I'm in as long as we tweak this to anyone who brings toilet paper <laughs> yeah also yeah, is, is inspiration yeah. just anything also, that's helpful really around the house yeah mm -hmm. they bring you like some cutlery or something that's the kind of value add that the turtles yeah. bring to the tank you know <laughs> right. everyone needs to show up at your house with a baked good or a receipt for the value of the thing that they have purchased and then you will personally ascertain how much each one cost and assign inspiration based on that price value and that is going to make you a lot of friends and you're going to have a good night I love when we pivot and just give really bad advice <laughs> I don't think well people would think you were weird but it is objectively they think you're a good weird, thing to bring but toilet paper but then okay yeah. do you really want to like wipe yourself like do you want to think about your friend when you wipe yourself because I wouldn't think about them I would just really. Be, I, you would, I would, and I think I would be nice. I think about y'all on the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> I think I. Yeah, I would think it was nice. If I was wiping my butt with something that Murph gifted me, <laughs> I've absolutely texted all of you while shitting. So, like, yeah. is that how is that different from thinking about you? That's true. That's yeah. true. I guess it's like that. You know, when you use something that someone gave you, you have like that sweet moment of like gratitude yeah. for the friendship. Do you mm -hmm. want that while you're wiping yourself? I think so. <laughs> Especially okay. if you really, if you ball out and get the good, that double 
apply, you get that thick paper. I think she's we're like going to start a great trend. Shivering with pleasure. We're going to start a great trend because as soon as somebody gives it to you, then that's going to make you think, wow, I almost ran out of toilet paper. But then okay. Jake came over and brought me a bunch of toilet paper. Now, next time I go to Caldwell's house, I'm going to bring a bunch of toilet paper <laughs> Hashtag turtles for toilet paper. Hashtag turtles for toilet paper. <laughs> Hashtag toilet tank. Toilet paper. Toilet Remember paper. to cut your rolls, though, so the turtles don't get stuck. <laughs> that's Remember right. To cut your rolls. Do you think that somebody sells toilet paper that has like roll for advantage uh, written on it and like the roll is like a toilet paper roll? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes yeah, yes. probably. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to need to get that delisted from our store. Or one of those um, yeah. doily dollies that you put to make your toilet paper more modest. I got to be honest. I don't love the merch um, toilet paper. I wouldn't want to like rub ink in my butt. Especially. That's true. What if it was like mm. aloe ink though? Aloe ink? Yeah, it was know. healing ink. Uh, All right. Then yes. Yes. I'm in. Okay. <laughs> Great. We found it. We got we got Murph on board. Yeah. Okay. I think we're I think we're all in on this idea. This is <laughs> yeah. this is the type of home stuff that What's we don't get idea? to do on our show. The the idea is bringing snacks and getting inspiration. <laughs> right, all right. But we can't do that because we well, I guess we could do it. No, we, we do can't that. do it because can you imagine if like hard one saved Gemma because you brought cookies? Oh yeah. <laughs> like we right. can't do it in the we can't do it in our show. But this yeah, is the type yeah. of stuff that's nice about home games. Is yeah. you're not you're not held to like audio like we basically make an audio book every other week. Can I just say yeah. that? Can I just say that I don't think you should do this because as someone who can't cook, this gives me so much anxiety to think about. Mm-hmm. But it would be so fucked up if you just gave inspiration to the person who brought the best food. Yeah, yeah, it's a great that's, way to turn that's dangerous. I don't advise that. It'd be so fucked up. It's dangerous but fun because you are just having a British bake off every time yeah. before you play. That could that could be what's going on. There is a, a cold war. I don't know if it's just a pride thing of people want to have the best snacks. Yeah, or it's probably just one people getting, getting into it. This is why I think there needs to be a stipulation. You need to have like a sign up sheet uh, before each session where it's just like, all right, this is what we need. You got to potluck style this, and then I'm in. Right, and with with your basic household items, like I need I need dishwasher pods. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I need toilet paper. <laughs> Again, just making your friends your door dashers. Yeah. Basically, build build like an Amazon fresh cart, but then exactly. send it out to your friends. Right. And just be like, do you want inspiration? Question mark. Yeah. yeah. I hope no one has to go number two at my house tonight because I don't have toilet because paper. Because I'm out of toilet paper. <laughs> do you guys want to uh, roll? I think we're all in on this, right? Yeah, we're yeah, all right. in on it. All right, let's go ahead and do a roll. God damn, I oh got my God, Matt 20. Oh! Hell. Shout out to the two crew. Wow. I'm taking this business. I love it. Let's do that. Let's use this business to pivot hard into bringing toilet paper to people's parties. <laughs> that is it's a cash nice. cow. Everyone loves it. If you want to bring some paper towels as well and some dishwash, it's dishwasher nice. Food. Everybody loves it, but we've never tried it. It's so funny. Everyone, well, it's yeah, nice. you, have to, know, loves you it. have to know the people quite well. Yeah. But then you could be, you're the funny guy and the thoughtful guy. That oh, what a beautiful combo! <laughs> what a beautiful combo! Do you roll up with it like unwrapped, or is it like in a? Is it wrapped? It's like up? Is there a it's bow like you've it? got a six pack of beer. Yeah, it's just very it's casual. Just, just a you loose could six get pack a little six paper. pack holder, like and it's just toilet paper. Yeah, it's just a six pack holder full of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be delighted. Yeah, and when just you take a next shit, you're thinking of me. You better believe yeah. that. Yeah. Show up like Riggins to a party after a big Dylan Panthers game, except you've got a six Whoa. pack of toilet paper. <laughs> toilet I love paper. It. People would be like, "Yeah, I guess." Everyone would I be mean, like, "Well, thanks. I mean, you, 
You saved me a trip. We can all shit now. Sweet. All right, guys. Uh, I think let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Th- thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we'll be doing, uh, hearing some more uh, homebrew from Hatchlings over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-E-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. We- don't do it. Sorry. Please don't okay, do fine. it. Sorry Jeez, about that. Uh, <laughs> I have something to plug. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, this book I read, Vita Nostra, it was super trippy and I don't even fully understand it. And I just got a real kick out of it. Yeah. And was Googling <laughs> the meaning of her book for a while. Yeah. Nice. I love that. It's really obtuse, really abstract. I, it really was a fun read to just All drop right. into something that was so aesthetic and uh, incomprehensible. Vita Nostra? Yeah. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does anybody have any uh, anything else they'd like to plug? Uh, I'll plug our live shows because yeah. I think I've okay. heard tell that our um, our show in Vancouver and New York are both sold out, which means Ooh. only Toronto is left. Uh, Toronto so remains. Nadpod.com slash live uh, and try to see us in Toronto if you can. Come see us in Toronto. We've got more stuff coming up too. So yeah, yes. look out. Catch me at Honest Ed's. That's a place I know about from Scott Pilgrim, but it seems cool. Great. Okay. I would love to plug uh, Sana Khan's uh, World of Warts. Uh, it's a zine I bought uh, a couple months ago. Um, their handle is at pencil.stabber. Uh, and it's literally just like a little zine of like a frog having adventures uh, and saying little quotes like, I'm perfectly comfortable, thanks. I can be a sucker for punishment. And it's like a little frog balancing on a ball. Um, <laughs> it's really cute. Uh, it's kind of like, it was like a, a little foundational inspiration point for uh, building Saul's character. So uh, thank you, Sana Khan, for this cool little zine. Cool uh, yeah, very cool stuff. Sweet, guys. Uh, you can follow us on social media that we may or may not use, at CHMurfsMe, at Caldy's Caldwell, at Emily, and at Jake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We, we are, are, we are. The youth of the nation. We are, we are. The gooch of a nation. Ah, it's time to thank our benevolent Council of Elders, starting with Brad D., Jeffrey S., Hugh C., later Mick Skeeter, Matt M., Jordan DJ, Cutter W., Daniel G., Dylan B., who is missing his own D&D game to see NADPOD live in L.A., Dungeon Mama, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Beardman Dan, Scott D., Danny P., Michael Mick D., Vincent W., Miss Tur Cole, Victor T., Balnor's Boy, Forever, Dominic Person, Andrew B, Justin I, Ragnar, Ferdwin, TJM, Trele, the Cray Fay, Jared E, Christopher B, Damiel R, Cyborg version of Josh the Kobold, the head chef at a little place called Manjas, Richard X Machina, Michael L, Taylor S, Callum L, Jack L, Sam L, Nicholas C, Thadior Lee Gladiator. Nice. Samuel B, Mike H, Matthew E, way cooler than Angry Wheat, Adam G, Tyler F, Faust the Feisty, Panama James, Andrew the Bard, nope, sorry, just Andrew the Druid here, Adrian the Halfling, Bartificer, Calder's other helm which is possessed by the spirit of Elche Guevara. Wow, good stuff. Captain Sigil, Diana de las Lopez, CC Lulu, Michelle O, Hercule Poirot, the Rabbit Folk Detective, Timmy R, Crocaholic, Lucas B, Rako, It's Kevin, and here it comes. Calders, cold come, hashtag rise my comrades, spread the camaraderie, Neork. 
Taylor B, the Vengeful One-Winged Angel, sick name, Cass, Skateboard Cass, Stephen C, Michael M, Mike K, Lady Taco, Brian G, Joy T, Nara, Jake L, Nick W, Brave the Badger, Esme M, Foster the Boneless Duck, Aaron the Asshole Ranger, Big Bad Beardo the Mad, Eric McD, Giant Monsters on the Horizon, Galad Roselle the White Rose of Galateron, Christian A, J Dragonborn, Joe Rowe the Inapro Pro, Liam D, the Sandrian, Ben A, Feldonis, John the Third, Dave H, Vivian, Koala Bear, Catherine S, David K, Christian S, Rebecca G, Dustin S, Connor F, Hawkeye Pierce, Bookvar's assistant, Izzy F, Wood Elf Theron, who is desperately trying to fix his oath bow. Cat C, Kelsey J, Pork Chop, Misha Hell T, Ariel the Occasional Mermaid, Selena N, aka Velacy Raptor, Bepperky Always, Bepperky Always, nailed it. Pat L, Achutha A, Lauren H, Ryan S, The Bone Duster, The Charming Fluff, Robert Crisp, Tell a kitty creations fan illustrator insert request. Okay, um, let's let's do the um, the Calder Cali barrel roll uh, scene. Love to see it. Ploops, Carly A, Addie K, A P, Cleric, Lori P. Those who love and give where they can. Murph the Nerf mascot, Grant L, Connor Savage, Christopher J, Pebblepot. Why are dragons amazing music- musicians? They know their skills. Nice! Salil, Leviathan, Biocourt 7, Remington, C, D, Amber Dextrous, Kai, The Ham Sandwich, Sullivan, H, Trub Hop Dropper, Sydney T, Jack H, Strong, Caldwell, Conspiracy Theorist, good stuff. Nice to have a believer. Fondere, The She-Wolf of Winter, Garble the Moist, Lindsay W, Juicy Kiwi, and their Tiefling Barbarian, Essence, Question mark? Champ W, Valen, Beep, Barbarian, Bastard, Baby of Brian and Brennan. Good stuff. Carlin C, Stan the Dragon Man, Holder of Too Many Bags. Emily S, T-R-I-P, Harry Cox. I see what you did there. Noah, the Bagel of All Things. Justin L.B., Tori, Levi L, Pendergreen's Pungent Pudding. Hashtag CCC. Hashtag slanging rope. Bunny Marcos P. Pup Kalish learns the balance. Druid Dakota JP. Frida M. Pagos the self proclaimed Faye Prince. Tracy P. The Crick Elf Librarian. Briar Frizzit. Andy E. Holly Hyena. Kristen Z. The I Will Use What You Love Against You DM. Good stuff. Tough stuff. Leah C. Page H. Helen of Briz. May B, Pixel Stars, Akash, T, Kristen with a K, Cal, just Cal, Commodore Galaxy, Edison N, Russell H, a monk named Dilgo, yes the whole thing, yes every time, Zero Parody, Neos the Novice Monster Hunter, our new friend Simon, we all had a crazy shared dream and he was in it too, we sang one big bed, it was nice and weirdly familiar, Lorelai F, Morgan M, a peeling sticker, oh my goodness, you hate to see it. Stephen E, Sydney and Andrew L, Meg the Mail Carrier of Bohemia, James F, Cap'n Cappy, M4L, 
Wayfarer currently in a trademark dispute with Mothership over the patent on the SS Storm Bjorn. Godspeed. Andrew B. Copefresh, Barpo, Good Barrel, Barbarian, and Brewer Emeritus of Waterdeep, Welsh Lander, Garrett G., One Big Curd, Eric M., Mr. D., Sean J., Mr. Silly Head, Ethan B., Monster Captain, Renee S., Hope's Dagger, the only dagger of hope. Olivia, the enchanting bard who will totally be making money and a grand novel off the duck team with an on-the-go, all-the-stops show, you know it. Blue Slade, the artificer, Michaela R., Riley S., Sir Sig 93 Fico, Angry Wheat, the game itself on a shelf, Tony G., Corbo's Calamitous Cumshot, hashtag CCC forever, sorry Jake, don't be sorry, it's okay. Josh H., Jack the Jacks, Jinxing Rogue in Search of Bohemia's Biggest Balls, A Horse Killed by Hard Ones, Sorry About That, Mango Empanadas, Rented Mules, Mystical Mustaoliada, Trogdor the Burninator, Clementine T., Caleb L.S., Obi Kwan, Simone Birdlife M., Pixie the Kelpie, Can Trip Dumbledore the Bear Onesie Wearing Barbarian with Bad Luck. Curtis WMJ, who sings both parts of Evanescence's Bring Me to Life, amazing, Camden L, and finally, Samantha K. Thank you all. That was a HeadGum Podcast.